0: In depth conversations, matchup breakdown, analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap.
1: Oh, yeah. Fourth Down in the Steel City. And not only is it the greatest Pittsburgh Steelers podcast out there, it is also the podcast before the playoff podcast that we'll do next Monday after the Steelers sneak into the playoffs. What say you, Colin? Yeah, I'm saying we
2: got to do that next Monday because next Friday's a no-go for me no matter what happens. Colonoscopy.
1: What are you talking about? You got to get a colonoscopy?
2: Next Friday, week from today. Yes, that's what's happening. And, and that's not hyperbole and it's not like trying to draw some sort of parallel to the NFL season or the Steelers season. It's actually a medical procedure that's going to be done to me a week from today. I'll be coming out of it right about now, uh, and I'll be wanting to eat everything that I can. So for me, no-go next Friday as I'll be uh, undergoing the delightful procedure of a colonoscopy. How old are you?
1: 46 years old. This is very good. You were doing it when you were supposed to do it, from what I understand. That is a good message to put out there to our listeners. Yeah. Now, here's another good message. DeMar Hamlin, thoughts and prayers. It's very good that the new information is that he actually spoke to his football team. And I feel got to get that not necessarily out of the way, but just say it on the front end so that we can have some of the other conversations about this football season and where things stand right now without people thinking we're insensitive. And obviously, we want the best for DeMar Hamlin. Now, with that being said, Colin, we Mm. have a fantasy football league, my friends from high school, that is in absolute shambles right now. The league may no longer exist, and friendships that have really lasted the test of time may be totally out the window after this whole thing. Craziness.
2: Nobody cares. Um, Uh, No, no. Uh, So what are you saying? Are you saying that one player's injury could serve to uproot and usurp a whole cottage industry?
1: No, I don't give a crap about the cottage industry. I care about me and my friends, and it's ruined. And I will say this. Here's the actual take as I sort of try to find myself here, Colin. I have always thought this good L. The amount of money he makes is obscene. I don't think it is. I, I this is not an easy situation to navigate. I don't know that he does a great that he he has done a great job, but what is it? forty eight million dollars a year. You know what I'm fine with it because my friend can't be a commissioner. That much I know.
2: I think Roger Goodell does an exemplary job, and I'll tell you why. In no time in our recent past, And in no time in the now future, looking into uh, looking into the near future or even medium distanced future, is there the threat of labor strife in the NFL? There has been that in the other um, in the other leagues. Has been that in hockey in the recent past? There has been that in baseball in the recent past? Uh, I don't know the basketball situation. I think Adam Silver's done a pretty good job there, but. In a league in which there is so much divergent opinion, and there is, even with a cap, um, there's so much divergent sort of aim and goal from different franchises, uh, he has provided labor peace. And in the one league in which is the most violent, and in the in Hamlin's case, you see, too, can provide the most debilitating injuries, he's provided labor peace, For if you go backwards and then go forward, I mean, decades and decades. That isn't an easy job to get all those people to get. It isn't an easy job to get a man like Jim Irsay and get a man like Art Rooney II in parallel fashion to agree to things, and that's happened along with the Players Association.
1: Do you think to take this in a different direction now? Because that was well said by you. Do you think? And this was reportedly on the table, though Adam Schefter is saying it wasn't on the table. Do you think Art Rui II should have been walking around bumping elbows with people and kissing babies and shaking hands to try to sway some folks into getting an eighth playoff team added this year in the light of all this scheduled chaos in the DeMar Hamlin situation?
2: No, because I don't – nobody understands – Um, precedent like Art Rooney II does because he's an attorney. So he gets that. He knows what it would do. I think that he understands what it would do in a negative context. And to change essentially the field in midstream, albeit benefit his team right now, I don't think he would want to do that. I think he understands it would set a a precedent. I will say this. Mm -hmm. and, and, And look, we don't need to talk about things that are germane just to this playoff game. I will say this. Considering the Roonies essentially got Roger Goodell his job or at least worked as the stamp of approval to get him. I don't think there's ever been a case. And I thought there could have been a couple different instances where, especially with getting fans back in the stadium with different things, with the health department and stuff through the pandemic and different situations. I thought, I thought there have been times where they could have made a phone call and said, Remember who got you your job. We'd like you to push things this way for us or for this group of teams or for like they haven't hard assed them the way like, Robert Kraft gets a lot of credit in a way for hard assing the guy, even though Robert Kraft didn't have nearly as much to do with Roger Goodell getting to the position he got to as the Rooney's did. Like the Rooney's elevated him to commissioner and then served to understand any punishment or anything he wants to lay down to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes it's okay to play the don't you know who I am card.
1: Well, that's exactly right. And you're right too, though. I mean, would it serve the Steelers well now to add an extra playoff team? Excuse me. Of course it would. Does it serve them well going into the future? Well, who's to say, but why set a precedent now and then allow that to have your future dictated for you in that manner. I, I think eventually they're going to get to eight playoff teams. So if you did it now, you might get there sooner than you were going to get there. And I don't love the idea of eight playoff teams. But neither here nor there. because that's well, No, not no, happening. no.
2: That's a, that's a question. Is, is there a dilution point with 14 playoff teams? Yes or no? Yes. So then the dilution point would be even further if you had essentially, not essentially, but factually – Half the fields in the National Football League, if you have 32, I'm, I'm not great at math, but I know 16 is half of that, you'd have half the fields, half the teams in the NFL making the playoffs. The dilution point would even be deeper.
1: Only 10 teams, you brought this up on the morning show, have a winning record right now. 10 out of 32. And I don't think like a lot of people in. know
2: that. I don't think no. a lot of people know that right now.
1: No, I, I did not know that. And uh, I jotted it down so I could talk about it later on. And, hey, here we are later on. You go to half the league, and yeah, of course, you keep more markets invested. You don't need to do that in a salary-capped league. I would understand it, and I did understand it, when Major League Baseball and to add playoff teams. If you cannot get teams to spend more money, then just move the goalposts on what it takes to qualify, and thus teams that may not spend as much money, they're going to get in. At least that's the logic that I would follow or be interested in. Right in baseball more than they would be otherwise. The NFL doesn't have an interest issue. It just doesn't. And ultimately what they want is more eyeballs on TVs, more games, which equals more TV money, more revenue, yada, yada. Think about me, the fan. And Super Wild Card Weekend is really fun. It is. But does that offset the mediocre teams being in it at the end? And and it used to kill you, Colin. It used to kill you when your team would lose a regular season NFL game. And it's still not great, but you can get past it. Steelers started two and six, and here they are alive. They probably that probably shouldn't be able to happen. You lose six games early and still be alive.
2: No, I agree with you there. Uh, I do, and it'll even be further like that. When it gets to 18 regular season games, um, and it will. Then I think it even enters into – somebody will have a mathematic equation where it becomes a tipping point to maybe healthy scratch people here and there.
1: Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And I think we're
2: almost there.
1: No question about that. As for this weekend, Colin, if I were to give you the three things that need to happen, I'd like you to rank them in the order – in in terms of probability that you think they will happen.
2: Buffalo we, will oh when we come oh,
1: back. when we come back Good and G. well and this gives me time to find a better way to set that question up. It's fourth down in the Steel City. That's next. in
0: depth conversation Breakdown endless on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is fourth down in the Steel City with your hosts Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap.
1: The Steelers, Colin, need to win. They need the Jets to beat the Dolphins. They need the Bills to beat the Patriots in order of. I did it again. I don't know how to set this up. Which do you think is the thing that's most likely to happen probable and, and is which one's the, the least probable? probable. Bang! And what in
2: the middle probable? Um, I think that the... Rank, rank them. Rank them. The Buffalo Bills will absolutely beat the New England Patriots. That's... that's hammer that home. That's happening. Second, I'm pretty sure pretty sure that the jets will beat the miami dolphins Uh uh-oh the thing that i think is the longest shot of the three are let's remember the steelers are a 500 team the steelers beating the browns in their home field with deshaun watson i i know that some people feel like that's a shoe-in or that's the easy part of the equation i think it's the hardest
1: I think that's the easiest. And Deshaun Watson just ain't doing it for me. I know he threw three touchdowns in the in the last in the second half of the last game he played. And mm-hmm. if Kenny Pickett threw three touchdowns in a half of football, this town would probably throw a parade. So I try not to be a hypocrite, but he completed 50% of his passes. A lot of it was catch and run. I still see him having timing issues. He's holding on to the ball longer than any quarterback in football, and not just because he's running around. I just don't think that he's seeing things down the field well enough. So I am not terrified of Deshaun Watson. I think the Steelers can look at that Vegas game, and there's a similar blueprint there. Strong running game in Vegas, strong running game with the Browns, one receiver on both teams that could beat you, Devontae Adams and Amari Cooper. And I'm so not think, trying
2: to sell you anything. Can I stop you there for a minute, though, and bring something into the equation? You, you don't have to agree. Could he be realizing a curve, and can you allow for him to be getting better,
1: though? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, he's allowed to get better. The last time he turned on the tape doesn't have to be the apex of his, of his performance. And that's this where year. I am
2: with it. I don't yeah. think it is. I think he's going to continue to get better, and that spells doom for the Steelers. They, they still might win. I actually think they are going to win. But I think it doesn't mean it's going to be easy.
1: Yeah, correct. I, I think I think it's a tough proposition for Deshaun to. This is going to be a collagen. I mean, it's going to be the best atmosphere he's walked into, and it's not easy for him because it shouldn't be, and he's hearing boobirds everywhere. But Steelers Nation has watched a quarterback these last two weeks do Ben-like stuff in the fourth quarter and on these final drives. I think that there was an optimism about this team that there hasn't been in a while. They are still in the hunt, and it feels plausible. Plov- Uh, plausible given the other circumstances that need to fall in the line. So I think it's going to be a really tough environment. I think the Steelers have the blueprint. So I think that they win the game now easy. I mean, I guess if I'm ranking them in, in terms of easiness, I still would say on the Steelers scale, they don't blow anybody out, but I don't know that they'll need a fourth quarter comeback drive to win. So I like them in that. I think the bills with Demar Hamlin, the fact that they're a better team, I think they're going to beat the new England Patriots. It'll probably be close in the fourth quarter because Bill Belichick and it's football. Weird things happen. But the thing I have no feel on is Jets-Dolphins. Now, the only game, I just found this out today, research, Colin, the only game Skylar Thompson started this year for Miami was against the Jets, and they lost 41-17. to So that should make me feel better. Uh, of course it should. But these teams have both played so terribly, having lost five straight. Miami's at home. I think the Jets' defense is better. I think Miami's offense is a little bit better. I don't really know what to do with it, and that's why I'll put that third. I have no clue,
2: none, no idea. You have no confidence in the Jets, I, or you just don't know.
1: I just don't. And it for you're not supposed to say that as a radio host. you not. They don't. They don't like that podcast guy. But I don't know. I can point back to that Skylar Thompson game. But that's all I got like i don't I don't think either of those teams are playing good at all. I
2: don't think and any of these teams are playing good.
1: I think in here's a topic. I think the Steelers are probably playing the best out of the bunch. maybe New England those would be the two. If I factor in the Jags in there they're they're probably closer to that than the Jets and the Dolphins and the Titans bad Titans are no good they got Josh Dobbs
2: I don't think it would be narrative because of Mike Tomlin but if the Steelers made it into the playoffs people would only say the Steelers aren't a team you want to play because of the logo and the history they wouldn't say it because <laughs> of this
1: team well the Steelers have it seems to me Colin only one path to victories and that's defense playing well yeah defense run ball and hope quarterback makes enough plays. Like, when I was looking at the TCU-Michigan playoff game in college football, I thought, okay, TCU has one path to win that, whereas Michigan, I think they can do multiple things to win. Well, it wound up being a shootout, and TCU won the only way that they, I think, could. Better teams can find multiple ways to win. Buffalo's defense is good enough that they could win on that side of the ball. They could run it, I think, if they need to. Josh Allen can win it with his legs or his arm. The Steelers have one avenue to winning. And if you get them off their script, then you can beat them. I don't think that they're a danger in the playoffs. I do hope, because they're going to rush for 2,000 yards for the first time since 2007, I think it was, with Willie Parker. I do think this might be crazy with a rookie quarterback. If they make it, I don't think they're going to win a game. I think they'll be a tougher out than they were last year.
2: Yeah, they're going to rush for 2,000 yards. There's an extra game. And they have a first-round running back. Uh, I mean, they should. You know, I hate to put it like that.
1: But even still, even still, I still think they have a better chance to win. Or a better chance to make it a game than they did last year.
2: I would agree with that because the Steelers don't really play. uh, The way they're playing now, I don't think they're going to play. It's not going to lend itself to blowouts. Um, It's just not. It's going to be a close game even if they lose. Uh, Do you have confidence in – do you have confidence in Kenny Pickett rising to this moment this week?
1: Yes, I do. Because I don't. I don't look at him as a guy who plays scared. Like he just the one thing I think I've learned about him this year, Colin, is that he's even. He's even. Now, one of the other things that I think is important if if they were to make the playoffs. Like, let's say he let's say he would have a bad playoff game, right? And I just right. said he's an even guy. But it doesn't mean you can't make bad plays, have, have bad decision-making.
2: Like he went to the playoffs and had a, had a Lamar Jackson playoff game.
1: Or even like a Ben rookie year right, playoff right, game. Right, 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 yeah. I would say I'm happy to hopefully get that out of the way early. Like that's one thing. Like people talk about playoff experience. Oh, it would be great to get him some experience. Even playoff failure would be fine for me because hopefully you get it out of the way and you learn and you get better from your mistakes but to and we can get into that but to answer your question I do think I don't think he's going to play poorly no I don't, I think it'll be like another game for him I really do what do you think
2: I think the Steelers by nature I think this is where Matt Canada goes into a shell and we see the Steelers try to eke out they play like the Canton Bulldogs you know uh, they try to eke out they play ultra conservative I don't know if it leads to a win or loss I don't see anything Like everybody wants them to open it up. Everybody wants them to go a little wider. Everybody wants them to use the middle of the field. I think we're going to be very frustrated through at least three quarters of this football game. They may be winning by a field goal. It may be, it may be tied. They might be down a little bit. I don't think the plus minus will be more than seven points either way. Like nobody's going to get out to a big lead, but I see them say it's going to kind of match the weather of the day. It's going to be gloomy and dank and dark and, and gray. And that's how they're going to try to win. And eventually, I just think that's going to catch up with the defense, though. Like,
1: oh, I mean, they, they're having to be perfect every week. And right. I will say this. I mean, you bring up Lamar Jackson before. He ain't Tyler friggin' Huntley. Like, you got to be able to defend the pass and the run in this game. And that's going to stress you a little bit more. Because last week, you just simply did not have to worry about it. Do you have quick hitters by any chance? If yeah, you don't, that's fine. I have them in my no brain. Way. Coming up next. No yes, way. No way. You packed them right there in your brain?
2: They are there.
1: All right. We well, move forward. We're getting forward. breaking news. Breaking I know. News. I know. I don't know what it means. I have to look on Twitter, Colin. Let's go. Fourth down in the Steel City. In depth conversations.
0: Matchup breakdown. Analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. Is fourth down in the Steel City with your host, Adam Crawley
1: and Colin Dudlap. We are getting this information in real time, but this yes, is a podcast, are. so you are probably going to have a clearer understanding of all this if it interests you after we discuss it here. But the breaking news is this. NFL owners approve resolution to adjust AFC postseason, including potential neutral title game site. There are scenario one, scenario two, scenario three, then there are subheadings, one and two. Here's what I say, Colin. A guy almost died on the field. In fact, did die and then had to be resurrected. We're doing a little too much here. We're working a little too hard here. I, I The way it should have been handled the entire time, and, there's, the, and you know, there's no right or wrong. It's just one man's opinion. Again, a guy died on the field, had to be revived.
2: Resurrected, as you
1: said. I did. I said resurrect. I got an Easter feel going to me right, right. here. It should have been based on winning percentage. And if the tiebreaker is in
2: place thereafter.
1: Yeah, man. Like if Buffalo has to go on the road to Kansas City and they get screwed because their player collapsed on the field, like that really sucks. But, I mean, it's the path of least resistance. It's the easiest thing. And now you're going to play a potentially a an AFC championship game between the Bills and the Chiefs on a neutral site. Get out of here. Come on. It's too much overthinking, I say.
2: I agree with that. It is overthinking because you're taking the one, you're taking a home crowd out of it that essentially, you know, paid tickets, sat in a parking lot, did all that, woke up early, went and tailgated all year, and they're being unrewarded. Yes. You know, whenever one of the buildups and one of the rewards is, wow, we're going to get the, Second biggest game of consequence in our house.
1: Yeah, I mean, there. in my life, my favorite sporting event I ever attended was the 2013 wildcard game between the Pirates and the Reds. The second, My second favorite was the AFC Championship in 2008. Next to the Super Bowl, I, going to a game that decides whether or not your team goes to a championship, there's nothing like it. It's it might actually game. be
2: in some ways because I've been to both. In some ways, for me, it's almost – I don't want to say more exciting than the Super Bowl. It's a different kind of excitement because it's much less corporate. Um, and it feels its it feels still like a, a home game because it is. It, it's you know? pure
1: joy, man. Like when Paul Amalu is returning that interception for a touchdown and then afterwards all the players run around the field and they give high five, you are you're right. I mean, it is awesome. There's nothing like that in – you're gonna rob a fan base of this, and you can. I I just don't know how that's that makes it not fair for both teams, and I guess that's sort of their idea. But
2: right. it, but you know uh, to play to have that in Houston or in uh, New Orleans or whatever is just not.
1: I'll tell you from a viewership standpoint too, just as a casual observer, likely at the time because I don't think the Steelers are going to the AFC Championship. Like if that's the matchup and that and they play it someplace else, it, it it's gonna feel like. Super Bowl light, and we I I just don't need that. The Super Bowl is its own thing, and I've accepted that. We've accepted that. We love that. It's its own thing. This would be Super Bowl light.
2: Yeah. No. I agree. Pass. Quick hitters. You ready for some quick hitters?
1: Oh, wait. First, Steelers make the playoffs, yes or no?
2: I actually think it all is going to break their way, and like I told you, I think that the Jets game, the Jets beating uh, Miami, it'll happen in overtime on a field goal. Oh. And the whole Heinz Field, the whole Ackershire Stadium, whatever the hell you want to call it, people will be glued to their seats and sitting there watching it on television or on the big board waiting for the um, waiting for the result of that other game.
1: Remember that time where the Steelers got like seven things to go right then Ryan Suckup missed a field goal and they get left out of the playoffs? You know, people Family always... In say-
2: Pittsburgh, by the way, Ryan Suckup. Really? Yes, sir.
1: Well, that guy should have made the field goal. People say this all the time. Beat the teams that you should have beat, and then you don't need other teams to help. And, I mean, I guess there's truth in it, but there's a reason why you play a 17-game season. So all the results play out. And like the the other thing is the Steelers don't deserve to make the playoffs. Well, if they make it, then they deserve it. Because the other teams clearly didn't deserve it based on the parameters to make it into the playoffs. Anywell. Quick right. It's
2: not a sliding scale like the, it was established before the year. This right. many teams that finish in the top seven are going to make it.
1: Unless, of course, they would have added an eighth added playoff eighth. team and then you could bitch.
2: Correct. Um, ready? Quick hitters. Yeah. You're in the process of buying a car. E-signature, like or hate? Love. Best part of buying a car?
1: Getting it. Worst part of buying a car? All the paperwork.
2: Can you drive a stick?
1: <laughs> Colin, please. No. Permission to elaborate briefly.
2: Certainly, because I can drive a stick. I can drive an 18-wheeler if I had to right now.
1: Do you have one of those uh what do they call it? PSLs?
2: CDLs? No, I don't have a PSL, which is a personal seat license for season tickets, nor do I have a CDL,
1: but continue. CDL. This guy who was uh trying to bang my wife in college whenever we were not together, he said, Let me show you how to drive stick. And she loved it. It was the manliest thing I'd ever heard. He knew I couldn't compete with that. So now I, every time someone says, ah, can you drive stick? I think of that guy. So he got one up on me.
2: Well, you didn't get your wife.
1: Good point by you.
2: Last time you bought a fitted hat.
1: I almost bought one yesterday. The last time I bought a fitted hat was that Philadelphia one that I wore. That I wore. So like uh, one time. Yeah, a couple months ago. Now I just stare at it fondly because it reminds me of the good times I had in the city of brotherly love.
2: Best game at the casino.
1: Confession. Never played a game. Not one.
2: Not a not a slot or a table game?
1: I, play, I used to be in a Texas Hold'em group with my boys, but in a casino, I never played a game. Not one.
2: I like it. I like the truth. See, that's yeah. what we're here for. The player you're most excited about in the NFL who's not a stealer going into next year. Young player. Young player. doesn't have to be a rookie, but young player.
1: I kind of want to see what that Jets running back's got in store. Oh, for from Iowa the State? Yeah. I want to see what sauce
2: Gardner has in store. Uh, he might take over the league.
1: You know what? I think it's telling that both of us said Jets. They need to figure out quarterback. Kind of a big deal. Joe Flacco going to start on Sunday, by the
2: way. Oh, God. The Jets could have had the the best young defensive and the best young offensive player in the AFC if they would have stayed healthy.
1: I feel this hot take, because you're right. Sauce Gardner is a joy to watch. If you had to tell me a player in their first or second year in the NFL, although I guess Micah Parsons is in his second year, that I think is going to make the Hall of Fame, I think Sauce Gardner is going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. Bang, hot take.
2: One high school player you ever saw that you said, that guy's going to be in the NFL?
1: I didn't watch a lot of high school football growing up. No. I went to Mount Lebanon. They weren't exactly good. And then Palco just left.
2: Oh, God. I saw three that were no-brainer NFL players. The the first high school play I saw. Can I guess? uh, Four, actually. But, yes, go.
1: LeVar Arrington?
2: Well, yeah, I played against him. That's way back. You
1: played against him?
2: Yeah, and basketball, too. He was a freshman. I was a senior.
1: Terrell Pryor.
2: Terrell Pryor's one, yes. Revis. I didn't see him play high school. Right, I did it. on, like, TV, but not in yeah. Music. yeah, Terrell Pryor, you ready? He played in the NFL. Steven Breston was going to play in the uh, NFL. Yeah. No question. Rob Gronkowski, even though he was thoroughly miscast, he was going to play in the NFL. The moment, the first play that I saw, and whenever – Clemson and Georgia and Texas and UCLA were in the press box to watch him. I was like, this guy's probably going to play in the NFL. And Justin King.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: And they all play in the NFL. Um, not for varying degrees of time. Doran Dickerson. Do. There you go. But um, yeah. Can,
1: yeah. I, can I tell you a secret? Let's hear it. I'm wearing swim trunks right now. <laughs> Because my daughter put a swimsuit on, and she said, Daddy, I want to go swimming in the pool. And I said, it's 38 degrees. And she said, put your swimsuit on. So I did. And you know what? What? Steelers are going to be swimming in the playoff waters All right, next week. a
2: couple more quick hitters. Yeah, Oh, it's swimming. I thought great. we were done. No, two more quick hitters. A couple more quick hitters. Ready? Mm-hmm. Do you know how to swim, uh, like, backwards? Do you know how to do the backstroke?
1: Yes. In fact, I once won a heat, not a full competition, but I did win one heat in backstroke 200.
2: Wow. Lastly, that Mm -hmm. swimming became this topic. The deepest depth uh, in, in feet that you've ever touched the bottom of the pool.
1: There is a place on Banksville where you can go scuba diving. I think it's 40 feet. And I did that once. I don't know that I've gone deeper than that. Did you what have a you?
2: tank and stuff on yeah. yeah. Oh, okay.
1: With my buddy and his dad, we did it one time. Not my speed. I like to be able to breathe, and I don't like the fear of not being able to breathe.
2: I agree with you. I don't like constriction. Like I just got back no. from the Caribbean, and they had like scuba diving lessons and all that, and I walked right past it. I, I'll buy one of the cool shirts, but I'm not going with that red and white striped flag. That ain't me.
1: You're not going to spelunk either, probably.
2: No, not my speed. Um, yes, my speed is that chair in a beer Presidente, Let's go. Um, all right. Well, that's that Steelers. I say they win and they make the playoffs.
1: I say they win and I've warmed to them making the playoffs too. So how about it? Next Monday, a playoff edition of fourth down in the steel center. See ya.